You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. Listen, we've talked about this many times, but I don't think that it can be stated enough just how much your mindset matters in creating the success that you are really capable of, all right? Your inner world is really dictating your outer world, all right? So I wanna bring the very best people on the planet in mindset and helping you to really make those adjustments necessary to achieve the success that's possible for you in your health, in your fitness, in your relationships, in your, in your, in your career, all right? All of those things matter, but it starts with you, all right? And I'm telling you guys, listen, the person I have on the show today is, when I say best in the world, I mean that, all right? And it's just going to blow your mind. So listen in, put on your, 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 your concentration cap, and get ready, all right? Really assimilate this. But first, really quickly, I got to give a shout out to my beverage today, all right? And I'm not talking about sippy sippy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my coffee. Now, listen, for years, for years, I was just not a fan of coffee. I like literally never had it since I was like five. And I took a sip of my grandmother's coffee and I was like, I'm never going to have this again. I'm never going to have it. It was Folgers in your cup. All right. So that's probably one of the reasons that it's pretty terrible. And so I just didn't get it. You know, I'd, I'd see people with their, you know, the Starbucks and just like, oh, that's cute. But it's like a real thing, like this coffee phenomenon. And it wasn't until I actually tried the coffee from Four Sigmatic. When we would do the show and talk about uh, the mushroom elixirs, I'd always say how my wife loves the coffee. But now I'm officially like, I get it. I get it. Number one. So we've got lion's mane mushroom in this particular coffee. So lion's mane, University of Malaya have found that lion's mane mushroom is one of the very few things that's enabling your body and your brain to do something called neurogenesis. So this is literally creating new neurons, new brain cells from this particular mushroom. That's crazy. And it's not actually a lion's mane. All right. So you're not like, it's not like a, anything weird like it's actually a mushroom that kind of looks like a lion's mane all right so lion's mane plus chaga chaga has been found to have 300 percent plus increase in your natural killer cells activity when you consume chaga and it's blended in with this organic coffee so you're not dealing with all of the pesticides fungicides rodenticides genocides all this stuff side means to kill that's typically found in your conventional coffee that's out there so you're drinking nice smoking hot pesticides Right, so you're not dealing with that with Four Sigmatic. And also, of course, with coffee, you get that little bit of caffeine as well. And so I wanted to share this particular study I just came across. Again, it still blows my mind that people don't realize this. This is why caffeine is in a lot of supplements as well. This was a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, found that when you consume caffeine, you get an increase in your metabolic rate by upwards of 11%. All right. And most of it, and what they confirmed was that most of the increase in metabolism is caused by an increase in the burning of fat. There you have it. Caffeine helps your body to burn fat, but we want to do this in an advantageous way because it's a very strong nervous system stimulant, right? And if you go too hard in that, you can end up with the conventional crash, all right? So having the medicinal mushroom along with the coffee is a great formula because it balances it out. You know, the acidic nature of the coffee, the alkaline nature of the mushroom, and it actually tastes really good too, all right? I love to mix it with some healthy fat, so maybe MCT oil, grass-fed butter, whatever you're into, all right? But head over there, check them out, do yourself a favor, get on board with not just coffee, like me, 
but the good stuff. All right, head over to foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. You get 15% off of everything. So pop over there, check them out. Again, foursigmatic.com forward slash model. And now onto the iTunes review of the week. Another five-star review titled Jam-Packed with Tips, No Fluff by Broad Acres Peach. I've learned so much from this show. Some of the other health shows, you can tell they didn't really plan out well and are full of fluff. Not this one. This show is jam-packed, full of important knowledge and tips. I'm learning so much about what my body needs and new habits I need to implement each day to keep it up. Thank you so much for heading over to iTunes and leaving me that review. It means the world to me. And I really do appreciate that statement, you know, like we're really focused on creating masterclasses here on whatever the subject matter is, and also bringing you the very best people on the planet to help you to achieve your goals, all right? And none better than my guest today. So let's go ahead and dive in, get to our special guest and our topic of the day. Our guest today is the one and only Andy Frisella, and he's a hometown guy here in St. Louis with me, and I'm so grateful to be able to connect with him and to have him here Uh, to just learn from him today and to share him with you guys. He's the CEO of First Form, which is one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing supplement company on the planet. All right, so keep that in mind. Also, supplement superstores here in our area, you'll be hard pressed to walk around town and not find somebody wearing one of his t-shirts. It's that much of a phenomenon, all right? I was seeing these t-shirts way before I knew Andy. And then him kind of stepping out from behind, and I'm going to ask him why today, from behind the organization and being the real face of a brand is just like really, really powerful. So he also has one of the top podcasts in the world. It's the MFCEO Project, and that stands for, we're going to keep it PG-13, Mother Loving CEO, all right? So the MFCEO, it's not for the kids, all right? This is for, you know, if you're ready to really dive into some like real, he's very much full on, in your face, honesty, but a big heart. And he's one of the best people that I know, incredibly generous. And I'm grateful to welcome to the Model Health Show, my friend, Andy Frisella. What's up, man? Dude, what's up, man? Thank you so much for the uh, the gracious introduction. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Yeah. I'm so pumped to be able to connect with you. I did your show, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah, man. First you did the show when it was like, when nobody even knew the show, yeah. you know? We need to get you back on it, man. Definitely. Because I would definitely. love to... I would love to have, you know, all the new listeners that we've been able to, to uh, you know, that we've been blessed with to, to get to know all about you. Yeah, I love that, man. Done, that done, done. Yeah. But, man, I would love to know, and this is the thing, I know a lot about you, but yeah. I'm going to find out stuff that I didn't know. And so yeah, I want to yeah. talk about your origin story first. So you're from St. Louis, and there's not, I mean, there's not a tendency of big thinking. Right. Right? It's just not something that is conducive here, you know, right. and that's okay, right. you know, but you had some big aspirations when you were a kid. So let's talk about like, how did you go from obscurity in St. Louis to having one of the biggest companies in the world? Well, I mean, man, I don't believe in luck really. And that's something that I'm kind of known for. I, I like attack luck, but I did get lucky in one area of my life. And that was that I had a dad who was able to teach me about business and entrepreneurship and encourage those things at a young age. Um, and so from when I was little, man, I was doing things like selling snow cones or selling baseball cards. I had a baseball card shop in my dad's garage, uh, going door to door to sell light bulbs, like basically everything from when I was like eight years old. Um, 
And I grew up with that mentality. It was funny because I got asked yesterday by a guy who I've started to get to friendly with on social media. And he's like, dude, this this guy's a, uh, he's like 27. He's doing well in business. He just bought his first Lambo. And he's like, you know, he's kind of, I'm like happy for him. This is cool. So we start talking. And uh, he's like, man, if you weren't an entrepreneur, what, what do you think you would have been? And I thought about it for a second. And my answer was, I didn't ever think I was going to be anything else. So I've never even considered another option. Uh, you know, I'd probably be doing d- digging ditches or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? But uh, so I grew up in an entrepreneurial environment. And that's just uh, that's just what what I came up knowing right. and uh, played a lot of sports, did all that. And when I was 19, um, dude, I always knew school was not for me. All right. Because yeah. I it was just it just wasn't. I didn't have any interest in it. Um, I learned very, very young that like. If I didn't see where I could apply things, I had no interest in learning them. So I did very bad in school. I had like D's and C's. Uh, I did. You were logical. Yeah, logical. very logical. <laughs> like when guys are standing up and they're trying to teach me stuff, um, you know, I, I'm like, I'm never going to use this for what I want to do. I already knew what I wanted to do. So I just, I did bad, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I did what you're supposed to do. I tested really well. You know, I got, I got, uh, I got bad grades, but I tested high. Right. And uh, so I got in some some good schools, um, even though I had bad grades. And, and uh, I ended up going to St. Louis University for a year here in town, which was a really good academic school. Um, and everybody was shocked I got into it. Well, <laughs> I, I had like a, a 2.0 average, but I scored uh, over a 30 on my ACT. Right. So I automatically right. got in. So I went there. Uh, I knew right away, I'm like, man, this this is not for me. Like, and so my business partner and I, we went on spring break. Uh, my, my business partner I played high school football with, and went, he went to Viani here in St. Louis with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're friends. And he's like, man, we're going to go on spring break. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. So we went. I, it was all with guys that went to Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State. And uh, we, we partied and had a good time, and it was fun. And, uh, and man, I came back. That we, I had such a good time because there was like 30 of the people from that school. I came back. I got back on like a Sunday. On t- on Monday, I loaded up all my stuff. On Tuesday, I moved into Spr- I moved to Springfield. And I didn't know what I was gonna do. So like, I just packed up the stuff out of my room, my dad's house. I said, Dad, I'm going to Springfield, and I moved. And uh, and so Chris and I, uh, we started. We were like, man, we'll just start a business. We'll do all this and. Uh, we had 12,000 bucks between the two of us because we both worked the same summer job, which is painting stripes on parking lots. So pushing a, a, a lot striper, which is pretty hard work, and it, but it paid well. Um, so we took our money, we pulled it together and we started a company and, uh, it was called supplement superstores. And we, we had, we used all our money. We went into debt. We, uh, we started this business and, and, uh, and we didn't know what we were doing, man. Uh, the first day we sold seven bucks. Second day we sold twenty or we sold zero. Third day we sold like twenty three bucks. Took us eight months to have a day over two hundred dollars. We had to live in the back of that store, um, so it was very very humble. Like we built the shelves from. Uh, we went to Home Depot and just built the shelves out of wood, like because we didn't even know where you could get shelving. Like you got to remember, the internet was not like a real thing right, then. You right. know what I mean? This is ninety nine. Right. Um, so uh, our friends helped us set up the store, man, and. You know, we opened a store and that was it. We didn't really know. We had no idea about business. We had no idea about about nutrition, really. The only reason we started a store um, 
was actually because it's funny too because a live magazine is here in the same building and the guy who i don't know if he's still involved or who used to own it atilio used to own atilio sports nutrition way back in like the 90s and i was watching him succeed and i'm like dude we could do that and so i was gonna ask you like what was the inspiration for it dude i just wanted to make money man and i'm like this is this guy's doing it and uh you know and and so we did it and and uh turns out it's a lot harder than what what we thought right (laughs) you know (laughs) um i didn't get paid the first three years at all uh had to work two other jobs the whole time to keep the store open uh the next six or seven years the most i made was 695 dollars a month so that's 10 years in you know making 695 a month wow it was funny too because i tried to people were like oh you have such determination and drive Yes, I do, but I also got had some things happen where like that people don't know about that kind of accidentally placed me back on the path that I'm on. Um, like what? Like like I my dad who had retired wanted to uh, open up a, a Sears carpet cleaning franchise. Okay, and he's like, man, you know, this was I don't know, this was like in '03 or '04, so we're like four or five years in. I'm not getting paid and barely making it, and. Uh, and he's like, you're going to come run it with me. And I'm like, all right, cool. This will work, you know. And uh, I went up to train before we signed the paperwork with at, uh, in Ohio with these guys from Sears. And I ended up hurting my back. I, I slipped a disc in my back when I was going through their training and had to fly home and was on, in bed for like 30 days. And it killed the deal. And then I ended up going back to work in the supplement store. So, like, just weird stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like. Yeah. That I don't really know why it happened. Well, now I know why it happened. But at yeah. the time, it was just like, oh, I got to go back and do this. Little did I know that what was coming. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So then in 2009, um, when I still wasn't getting paid, I said, we're going to start our own brand. Because we had seen so many supplement companies um, create the cheapest possible product or um, in quality so they could sell it for the cheapest possible price. And I knew what the game was, you know what I mean? The game was to be the cheapest. It never made sense to me. And it never made sense like, hey, dude, I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to get results. I'm trying to do all these things that are going to be positive for my body. And I don't know one thing in the whole entire world where the cheapest is the best. And it ha- the, the exactly. nutrition industry has this culture of like the cheapest, the cheapest, the cheapest. And that never resonated with me. And I knew if I was going to start a brand that, I could live with people saying, hey, man, I can't afford to use your stuff, but I can't live with people saying, hey, man, you're making junk. Mm, you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't morally live with that. Yeah. Um, so we decided from the get-go, like, no matter what we did, we were going to do everything we could to ensure that we made the best possible products. And we've stuck to that. Um, we definitely aren't the cheapest, uh, but we're one of the fastest growing for a reason. It's because what we what we make works. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been a... It's, it's been fun. And so where are you at today with everything? Uh, so you got supplement su- super stores yeah. and then you got first form. Yeah. So we have, we still have the stores. Um, we still have first form together. Uh, those companies along with like our contract manufacturing, we're going to do over 200 million this year. Incredible. So, yeah. um, we've, the last few years have been really, really good to us and we're trying to make sure that we keep that going. Um, you I know, just want to point that out for yeah. people because just like, a decade of you barely getting by yeah 
but still being able to keep moving forward yeah. on your vision. And I want to talk to you about this. This is specifically one of the reasons I want to have you on. I've had on people who've been in the movie The Secret, but I didn't ask them about law right, of attraction. Right. Yeah. All right. We talked about other stuff because I wanted a real person right. who's very logical. Right. And not saying that they aren't, but you know, like they're caught. They're, they're not, in that. They're not. I'm not selling it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So. I, I've heard you say, and I haven't heard you talk about it though, but I've heard you say that that's something that you subscribe to. And like when you got injured and ended up, you know, like it puts you back on this path yeah. to what you actually visualize as your success. Like yes. this is your way. Yes. And that's looking back. Okay. I never knew what it was because the secret, the secret was the first exposure to law of attraction that I ever had. Like a lot of people, right. We hear about it and we're like, Oh, if we think about an elephant, the elephant's going to show up and that's not how it works. You know, there's so much more to it. There's, there's quantum mechanics, quantum physics, all these different sciences that study this stuff. So I got introduced to it like by most people, by the secret. And then I went and did my research. Cause that's how mm -hmm. like I am. Like I'll, I, to me, like everybody's full of crap until, until I go, see that they're not, you right. know what I mean? It's just my mentality. So I have to like double check everything. So I start looking into it. I start researching. I end up way over here into like quantum physics and, and I start to realize what's happened in my life. And I look back, well, when I started my business, um, and this started from when I was eight years old, this is how I started doing the things like selling baseball cards and all this stuff. I saw uh, back when I was eight, I saw a Lamborghini, a white Lamborghini at a gas station. All right. And I, Listen, I don't know why, and I don't know why I have this, and sometimes I wish I didn't have it because it cost me so much money, but it it, it cemented this, like, love of cars into me that I've, I've always had. Yeah. So my whole motivation from when I was, like, eight, my whole life, I'm like, man, I'm going to be successful so I can get a Lamborghini. And, like, I thought about it. Like, I had posters. I, like, I obsessed over it, okay? Hot Wheels, micro machines, remote control cars, like, anything with a motor, I'm obsessed with, and I still am today. Um, so over the years, I focused on this thing, right? And I realized what happened when I got hurt. What that was, was that was the universe saying, no, you're that's the wrong turn, bro. Yeah. Get back on this path because you're never going to get where you've been focusing your energy. And so I am a huge, and that's just like one story. I could tell you 20, and I will. I'll tell you another one that's really good uh, here in a minute. But I... There's way too much proof in my life that it, that's ex that it works exactly like people say, where you focus and focus and focus and focus and focus and things materialize. Yeah. There's too much proof in my life for me to not believe it 100%. And yeah. Like, I'm to the point where I'm – I've part of it's just paying attention and being aware. Like, I'm so aware of what I bring into my life. Like, I have to be careful what I think about. That's deep, man. You, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, w I want people to really absorb this because – I don't think we really understand how powerful we are, you know? And also, you know, with you having that vision, and I, I want also people that's just like, you know, well, this is materialistic, so what? Yeah. If that's what's going to get you to get hey, up man, and to use I've your 4, life energy. I've got 4,000 people that, that earn a living because I love a Lamborghini, all right? Yeah. So if you want to boo-hoo me for being materialistic, go ahead, I don't really care. I Man, you know what I'm that's powerful. And listen, yeah. what I also want to point out is when we have these aspirations. So if your thing is like, you know, when we decide what we want. You gotta be real about what you want. Yes. So like people, this brings up a good point about materialistic nature. When uh, I got an argument with Gary Vee about this. So Gary Vee always is negative about people's uh, 
about people. And Gary's a friend of mine, by the way. Yeah. Those of you that don't know, like we're boys. Like we speak at each other's events. We're we're homies, right? So, but but what do what do homies do? They call each other out whenever there's you know what I mean. So he he will sometimes say, "Oh, it's material things are for insecure people." Well, you know what? I don't agree with that at all, and I think it's very dangerous to say that because I can tell you this. During those 10 years when I was struggling, not making any money, one of the only things I had to hang on to was that dream. And now because of that dream, people, I, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are living healthier lives. Thousands of people are earning their whole entire living from our company. Okay. So there's a lot of good that comes yeah. from people's, you have to be very careful how you judge. Now, obviously you evolve, right? And like, so for me, I, when I was 19, my my motivations are different than they are now. Now I've accomplished all those, you know, materialistic goals. I have a very nice house. I have a, every car, you know, that is that I think is cool. And I have all that stuff. So now my motivation has switched and evolved into things for like my team and things for my customers and not right. things, but like helping them evolve and helping coach them. And that's one of the reasons I got into the podcast because I felt an obligation to help people with personal development and business because I, I was blessed to have a dad who taught me some of the fundamentals that allowed me to have that. And I know not most people don't have that. Right. You know, and I said, that's literally just paying it forward, you yes. know, giving back right. in a way that this is something that's free that you don't have to do, but because it's not just the material object, it's who you become in the process. Dude, Listen, I don't, you and I are buddies, but I don't know your religious beliefs. And I'm going to say something I've never, I've never said on anybody's show. Dude, when I was broke and poor, I used to pray and I pray every night. Like, I don't talk about my, I don't think that's anybody's business, like everybody's beliefs and stuff, you know, but I would pray, man, every night. And I would tell God, I would be like, man, if you just let me, uh, you know, become successful, I'll, I'll do good with it. I'll, I promise you, I'll be one of the people that would do good with it. And you know what? When that success came, I've I'm I've figured out ways to do good with it. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. done things that I've, I've done the things I can, and I continue to try to do the things that I can to uh, to pay that promise back. You know what I mean? And so uh, a lot of people, you know, I think that the universe, a lot of people will call that the law of attraction, God, and vice versa. You know, I don't know if it's God, and I don't know if it's the universe, but what I do know is that there's something else out there that is responding to the way that we focus and what we ask for and what we act upon. And if you do it long enough, I don't have any doubts that what you're focusing on and what you're trying to do, I don't believe there's any limits on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, you know a great example, it just popped into my head just now. I saw a tweet that was reposted from Michael B. Jordan, who's starring in the new movie, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. You know, he's the villain. Right. But he had tweeted out like six years ago or even maybe even longer, um, you know, uh, Black Panther, you know, let's do it. I, you know, basically I'd be perfect for the role. You know, let's right, make it right, happen. Right. And this he was just getting started yeah. in the in this business. And he had I think he'd done one semi-successful movie. Maybe it was Fruitville Station, but he's literally ended up being in the movie. And he's a Black Panther, yeah. you know, like he's yeah. the villain, but he's suited up, like that whole yeah. thing. And it's just like, oh, well, that's just for him. Yeah. No, we're all doing that. And, and it might not be exactly the way you envision it, but just keep moving forward. Dude, the, here's the crazy thing about the law of attraction is that we are all doing it. You're doing it, I'm doing it. It's just a matter of if you're doing it consciously or if you're doing it without being aware of it. And um, most people don't, don't, they're not, 
aware enough to know that the what they're getting, they they thought about over and over and over again. If you think about debt and, and how bad your life is and how how uh, hard your job is and how much you hate it, guess what? You're going to hate it more. You're going to have more debt. Your job's going to be harder. And you're manifesting that. And they're like, well, how do I break free? Well, the first way is to, is to become aware, yeah. like aware of what your thoughts are. And, and, and let's be real. Do I have negative days? Absolutely, man. But here's the thing. Not, it's like a 90-10 rule. You know, you got to be able to catch yourself. Like when you're in that state yeah. and then, uh, you know, readjust where you want to be. But, dude, uh, like me, for example, like I just got back from speaking at 10X where I, I ripped people's faces off, man. It was awesome. You know, uh, it's the biggest entrepreneur event in the world. And when I was young growing up, and I think I told you this one time, dude, I want to be a rapper. Yeah, you told okay? me. Yeah. So like... But I could never, I always thought of myself being on stage, being a rapper, and I want to, dude, I'm, I'm into hip-hop and people, and I want to be a rapper so bad, like, I, I just couldn't ever figure it out. And uh, Wait, you got to share the name, though, I mean. Oh, dude. Uh, dude, I had a couple, man. Please, man, please. Big Sexy AF, Big you know? Sexy. Yes. I think it works, man. So, oh, man, print the T-shirts. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. I, I might just have to put those out. You're forcing out the goofy stuff, man. So yeah, so uh, so I I wanted to be a rapper bad, and uh, and it never happened, right? Like it never happened. I became an entrepreneur, right? But here's the funny thing: if I pay attention now, I get paid rapper money to go speak to crowds that are fifteen thousand people and do a show for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's it's really not that different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm driving the same cars, I'm making the same money. Yeah. You know, I just don't And rocking the crowd. Right. It's just see. it's just a little bit different. So you have to be aware of that. You might not end up exactly where you want to be, but man, it's in my experience, it's been pretty close. Yeah. You know? Like one dude, I got this one story I gotta share. This is this is the craziest story for me. So uh when I was building first form, okay? Nobody would nobody would take us serious because we were literally picking up uh we were just selling in our own stores mm -hmm. at first. But I wanted to build it into a, a national powerhouse brand, okay? So nobody took it serious. So like they're looking at me, I'm here I'm this guy who's not making any money and uh you know, they're thinking, well, how is he making this stuff like in his bathroom? You know what I mean? Like the yeah. same the same stuff that you know, I don't blame them for thinking it. I mean, I wasn't successful, this, that, I get it. Well, I was partnering with a company, and we were literally picking up our orders in the back of my pickup truck and driving them around. That's how little we started. So, like, I had to figure out a way to get people to take us seriously or even try the product because they they knew, like, there's no way you could be doing this. So I, I knew that... uh just from my research on my own, I knew that the University of Oklahoma had a sports nutrition research department. And I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew they had it. And um, so I would, you know, I would do what a lot of entrepreneurs do when they're, when they got to eat is I would, I would bullshit people. Okay. Yeah. And I would say, Hey man, you know, we're getting these studies done at the University of Oklahoma right now, all right? And I would tell that. That was part yeah. of my spiel, right? Yeah. Just to get people to try it because I was desperate, man. I had, all, I didn't know what else to do. And I, looking back, you know, it was it wrong? Yeah, it's wrong to lie. But here's the thing. I did have good intentions, and I did want the product to go to University of Oklahoma. I just hadn't done it yet, like I told them, right? So I said this, like, in the store, literally, man, like, 
20 times a day over the course of like three years, okay? So like thousands of times. Hey, man, you need to try this. We got studies going on at the University of Oklahoma right now, right? Like that. So, and when people would ask me about it, they would say, hey, Andy, how's First Storm going? I'm like, oh, it's going great. We got these studies going on at the University of Oklahoma. Like I would tell them like, you know, it's going to be great. We're getting ready to get them back. And I had not even sent product there. You know, it was totally made up and fabricated. Well, at our Chris, our family Christmas, um, my dad has, we don't have like family Christmas. It's like friends and family. It's kind of like a Christmas party. Yeah. I'm sitting at a table with some of my friends and some of my cousins who I hadn't seen in a while. And, uh, you know, your cousins always got new girlfriends and stuff like that. Right. So like one of my cousins, uh, was like, Hey, you know, what's going on with first form? And I'm like, Oh dude, it's awesome. We got these studies going on at the university of Oklahoma and his new girlfriend who I had never met before standing behind me. And she goes, the University of Oklahoma, uh, my, my brother runs that department. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, I'm caught. Like, I was like sweating. And I'm like, oh, no, not that department. So she goes, no. <laughs> she goes, no, he runs the sports nutrition department, the ones that do protein studies. I didn't know you guys were on that. So I like, I said, oh, yeah, we are. And like, I got up right away and like awkwardly walked off. And I came back like two minutes later. And I grabbed her and I said, hey, I said, that's like, I was lying because I got, and I told her the story like, Hey, this is, I said, but can I get his number? So she gave me his number and now he's been our, he's been our, our, uh, research director for first form on our payroll since 2011. Incredible. Dude, I didn't have any connections to that. That's what that's are the chances nuts. of that? Of all of the last. That's what I'm saying. That's powerful. So you spoke it into existence. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, Man, um, listen, there are so many examples of, of things like that in all of our lives. Right. It can be for the good and the not so good. Right. I want to point pe people to one thing. Even if, you, if you're not looking into, you know, quantum mechanics, string theory, all this different stuff, we can look at just what's happening in our own brains. Right. When we get focused on something, so we've got like the reticular activating system, reticular cortex, period. It's like a part of our brain that is like a heat-seeking missile. Right, whatever you start focusing on, it's always scanning your environment for the thing you're focused right, on. Right. And so you start to filter out unnecessary things. You start to see things that are more in alignment with the thing that you're focused on. How powerful is that if we can actually tap into it, use it consciously? That's what I want people to do starting right. today, being honest about what you want and just continue having a practice of focusing on that thing. Dude, the I want to get back to what you just said, being honest about what you want. Okay, that is like a huge key and a huge hang up for why people can never get it to work for them. Because what you people are so worried that they're going to be judged for saying what they really want, that they'll say what they think everybody wants to hear. And there's a problem with that. What you're putting out is is getting tangled up with what you truly believe in your heart. Okay, and your message, what you put out has to be congruent with what you believe if you want to attract it as fast as possible. So when you say, like, I hear this all the time, man, like in business, because I get, you know, literally tens of thousands of questions a month through uh, my podcast. People will say stuff like this. Well, I want to be in business because I want to make a difference. I don't really care about the money. And I'll quickly say back to him, like, no, dude. Do you really not care about the money? Or are you just saying that because you think it's the right thing to right, say? Exactly. And what I'll find out every, literally every single time is that they care a lot about the money, right? That's okay. That's okay. You can do a lot of really good stuff with money. 
You know, I built my high school a new football stadium, a new baseball stadium, a new weight room. New, you know, I put kids on scholarship. Like I do all kinds of stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't have the money. Guess what? I also do some fun stuff for myself. But the point is, is that there's nothing wrong with wanting those things. It's, it's, but you, if you really want them, you've got to be honest with yourself about what you want. Right. right? It's societal conditioning. Yes. You know, like, and societal conditioning ruins the law of attraction for a lot of people because they can yeah. never get it to work. Yeah. Right. That's what, again, there's a lot of pieces of wisdom to really pick up from today, but man, I think that it's one of the, it's so crazy that we have to talk about being honest about what you want, yeah. but it's just because of our, of our environment, you know? Well, dude, we the, get judged. The, you say, oh, yeah, you're materialistic yeah, yeah. Exactly. or oh, you're selfish. Yeah. You know, dude, I, I, I have ev- literally 20 exotic cars, right? And I drive like one of my- You have Lam- that Lamborghini. Yeah. I drive one of the Lambos <laughs> up to the, up somewhere and you know, people look at me and they say, oh, dude, he's probably really selfish, but they don't know me, and I know they don't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's fine. I don't really, it doesn't matter what they think. I've, the way I've gotten to where I am is because I've been honest about it with myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, us being bombarded by negative thinking and limited thinking, you know, from our family, from our friends, from our teachers, from the time that we were uh, getting into school until the time that we're grown adults, you know, we've been told you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do this. Have this kind of job. Drive this kind of car. Make this kind of money. And unfortunately, most of the people who are teaching us that are living life at a low level. And so that builds us into a box that just creates more and more and more of that. And so we, as people who want more and want to achieve more and want to impact more, have to figure out how to get outside of that. Yeah. You know? Man, um, you know, we talk about all areas of health. So right. nutrition, fitness, stress, sleep, all that good stuff. But I've also brought on experts in financial health, mm-hmm. you know, your financial fitness as well. And I put some of those episodes in the show in the show notes because I know firsthand that that stress about money can be a big reason why you cut corners or why it's specifically from, you know, your, your health itself is suffering. Right. And I've seen this firsthand growing up in a household where we're, you know, on food stamps and getting food from food pantries and things like that and seeing my mom cut corners or, you know, the stress involved right. and hurting other people. You know, I don't want you to ever be in a situation where there's something that's good for you to do, but you're not doing it because of money, right? I right. feel that money should never be the reason that you're not doing something that your heart is drawing you to do. And so that's what I want people to really get and having you on and also just those lessons and very practical lessons as well. Yeah. Like it's okay to build up your financial health because not, not, not only are you going to be in a it's position not, to make just better. It's okay, dude. It's great. Yeah. It's a great thing to do. It's responsible. How much difference can you make versus, you know, people will say things like this. Oh, I want to donate my time to go to, the, to feed the homeless. That's a great thing. Good for you. I'm glad that you're doing that. But what if you could build 10 facilities that would feed homeless people? What's more valuable? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So people get caught up in like thinking that you have to be morally correct or wealthy. And the truth is, is that you could be both. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? You Absolutely, you can. You, I love that, man. Yeah. I want to shift gears now and talk about your own personal fitness and yeah. transformation. You know, so you're running this and it's, it's really kicking butt, you yeah. know, taking off a couple years ago and you find yourself on the the wrong end of, <laughs> of, of fitness, you know? So I think you've lost like 100 pounds, yeah, man. Yeah, So let's start first. Yeah. How, how 
Did you get in that situation where you were that far off with your health? Well, I and think I found myself in a situation that a lot of people find themselves, you know, um, when they're struggling, right? You're running from thing to thing to thing. Your own personal um, health gets put on the back. Because I was always an athlete, man. Like, when I was in my 20s, I had no, dude, I could get ripped on Subway sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to, like, I just had to clean it up a little bit, and I would stay in shape. And I stayed in shape because I was working at the store in the counters, uh, you know, I dealing with people. If I didn't look the part, guess what? I didn't sell anything. So it's just part of the deal. And um, and as I removed myself as our company grew from those situations, uh, I started being like a lot, you know, I didn't really know. I've learned everything by fire, right? So, like, I didn't know what I was doing. So, like, when you don't know what you're doing, you get stretched really thin and you're running around and, you're trying to figure things out and everything's a crisis and when everything's a crisis and everything's you know crazy and and you're in that zone especially as an entrepreneur the last thing that you really care about is going to be what you eat you know what i mean yeah. you're not like oh i gotta eat my proper meals and i've got to train uh, and i think i you know that happens to a lot of people and i think that just happened to me you know i just pulled my focus off of myself and put it onto other things so much that like at the end of the day man all i wanted to eat was like chinese food or pizza and i did that man yeah. for like three years that's all i ate yeah. so like i went from being in shape to 240 pounds uh in shape uh to being 350 pounds you know of not in shape <laughs> to say the least so uh and we got some great Chinese food here in oh, St. Louis, by the way. Dude, it's like a trigger food for me, man. Like if I <laughs> yeah, that even, was my last thing. Yeah. The true story, that yeah. was the last, like, quote, unhealthy circumstance I found myself in. I'd made all these changes yeah. and I'd improved my health so much. This was when, was when I was in college, I was 22 years old. And I was sitting in the, the restaurant, if it's, you want to call it a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I've got my hot braised chicken, you know, it's fried with Were the you sauce. A no, this oh, was like you order, right, you know, okay, so I'm sitting right. there and I'm looking over at the the owner's family, like his kids right, and his right. wife, and they're eating like, you know, some white rice and like some steamed vegetables. And I'm just like looking at my plate, looking at them, looking at my plate, looking at them. I'm like, they don't eat this. Yeah. You know, it just kind of clicked. And I'd already made some changes, but it's just like what level you're at. It's yeah. just awareness. You yeah. Know? yeah. So it's addictive, man. Dude, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm, I struggle from food addiction, man. Like I'm, I'm obsessive about about things, certain things. And, and food, for me, uh, you know, some people don't believe that food addiction is a real thing. I believe it is. And and when, oh, yeah. you, you know, when if I go eat French fries right now or if I go eat Chinese food, guess what? I'm going all in. Like, I'm going to go on a rampage. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a bulimic rampage without the purging. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, it's I, I equate it to people. They're like, well, what's that like? Well, it's like trying to quit heroin, but you still have to uh, – shoot up a little bit every day to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Or right. or uh, trying to quit smoking, but you still got to smoke three cigarettes a day to stay alive. It's just a, it's a real hard thing. you got to eat. That's right, so man. So you're constantly it's, dealing I think with that. I personally believe it's the hardest thing, it's the hardest addiction to beat. Yeah, you know, that's powerful, um, man. Because of that, think about that. Like, you're, oh, you're an alcoholic, Sean? Well, you got to have three whiskeys a day, man, or you're going to die. Forget about it. Right, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's hard. Man. And, uh, and also, you know, there's a, this has existed. There's been threads of this, this throughout human evolution with right. folks dealing with food. But today the, the landscape is so different because yeah. we've got things like, you know, when I'm sitting here thinking about what was in that hot braised chick, we've got MSG, yeah. you know, mono, monosodium glutamate, literally excitotoxins that make right. your brain like right. do, do cartwheels. That's just right. like, yeah, you know, and so 
food manufacturers are coming into the game, like making you addicted. Dude, so it, it's very it, tough. It should, it should honestly, like in my opinion, it should be illegal because that's how they get you to buy more stuff. There, I and mean, we could get way into the rabbit hole on this, but there's addictive substances being put in the food for the sole purpose of making people buy the food and crave the food. And dude, I don't think that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, their lobbies are so big, they get to do whatever they want. But that's why it's important with what you're doing, with what I'm yeah, doing, right. because the landscape is changing. Right, right. You know, it's a yeah. process and with what the internet allows us to do and the communication. To have a voice. I was just talking to uh, uh, Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman, mm -hmm. And he shared with me, and I couldn't believe that this guy shared with him. He was sitting with the CEO of Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And he's like gloating about how they just figured out how to clone human taste buds so that they can use them in laboratories to find out just how quickly they can get the taste buds stimulated and addicted. Yeah. And I'm just like, how's he even sharing this with yeah. you? You know, like, yeah. does he know who he is? But that's the level of consciousness we're dealing with. But at the same time, like, there are action steps because when you do have to face that that seeming nemesis, like we can actually turn this into something else. So instead of maybe the whiskey, we can do the wine cooler right, right. or whatever. You, oh, know, dude, like <laughs> you know, and you know, what's funny for me too, man, is that like, it, you know how like they say marijuana is a gateway drug, right? It'll get you to do all the drugs. Listen, marijuana will get you to do all the drugs if you have the addictive personality that you need to go do all the drugs. But the food for me opens up the gateway to other destructive things. Like for example, I also like to drink. Okay. And if I drink and I'm eating healthy, I can control my drinking, like where I may have one or two drinks a week or drink like a normal, responsible adult. But when I'm eating bad, my mind says, Hey, it doesn't matter because you're already eating bad. And you know what I do? I drink every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's all in or all out when it comes to what I consume. And so I have to, I've learned, I've had to learn that about myself. And uh, so how did, yeah. what, what was the big, shift that took place what was a, the catalyst because you were in a situation you know Dude, you're sitting me. there on the side of bed 350 pounds yeah. how what was that catalyst for you well, to what's funny this? is is that uh <laughs> when you're in school and it was a little kid right kids are ruthless i mean they'll pick on you right well they'll call you fat they'll say you know and we've all been picked on for certain things i'm sure um but the funny thing is is that the internet's no different only it's adults and uh I was developing a pretty decent sized podcast. And literally every time I posted a video, I was getting to be like, dude, what are you doing? You're a fat ass, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I'd have to block 10 people a day for calling me fat. And, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, like that I was that far gone. Right. And like looking back, man, I'm thankful they did that. Right. It was, but it, but it hurt, man. And I'm like, dude, you know what? Uh, eventually, um, Sal, my brother who, who runs day to day at first form every day, um, we were talking about doing a transformation contest and I'm like, man, we can't do a transformation contest because dude, I'm fat. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the face of the company, which is really weird how I even got the company going in the first place being like that. Like I, I look back and I'm like, man, we have some really, really good people that follow our brand because they, they've supported me. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was like that. And and uh and so dude, I'm always very thankful for the people that we have that support our brand. We have a really nice culture. I mean, the best culture. Um, but it I something clicked in my head and I'm like, you know what, dude? I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be the person that lose that shows these people what can happen. And I just made up my mind, dude. And it, and I said, 
And then what, so we, we put a, we put a, a $250,000 out as the rewards for the prize money. And uh, I put myself in a situation where like, dude, it would, it would literally ruin me if I didn't do it. And um, because dude, you got to remember like, dude, I'm, I'm killing it financially. I'm living, I'm doing all the stuff people want to do. I'm flying around in private jets. I'm speaking to big crowds, but the only thing I didn't have in line the only thing was that I was 350 pounds. And pe- when people hear 350, they they think, like, much bigger than I looked. Like, I carry weight really well. Yeah. But most people will think you're like, dude, I was that I look like 280 or 90. But I was way bigger. Um, but anyway, I just put myself in a situation where it's like, dude, I will lose all of this stuff if I don't follow through. Because I because I put my credibility on the line publicly and uh, cause we have a huge social following and we did at that time, it was 2016 when I started it. And uh, I just put it out there, man. And I said, dude, I'm doing it. And we made a video and I said, you know, I'm gonna do this with you guys. And uh, I knew, I knew I had to do it then. And so that's what got me, that's what got me in gear. And honestly, I don't think I would have done it for anything less than that unless I had to do it, you know? Cause I got all these other comforts and. I'm like, ah, dude, who cares? You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm big, I'm fat, don't matter, but I'm balling, you know, and, and for real. And <laughs> yeah. like, and, uh, and, you know, I, I kind of owned it for a while. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I was like part of me and, and big sexy AF. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> and so, uh, so, you know, like, dude, look at Rick Ross, man. He, he owns yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he owns it. Oh, man, he's on CrossFit now, yeah, man. Yeah, he like, looks he's great, lost dude. A lot he's of weight. down 100 and something man, You know, else. one of the funniest moments of my life that I don't think maybe 10 people saw. I was watching some random interview show Pharrell had, and he had DJ Khaled, Khaled on. Khaled's been trying to get his stuff together for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I just, he just needed to talk to me for a minute, yeah. but um, Khaled was just like giving props to Rick Ross. He's like, you know, ever since he started doing this Ross fit, you know, it's this Ross fit. And he kept saying Ross fit, not knowing it's CrossFit, you know, but that, <laughs> he gets away with that That's stuff. That's hilarious. You know, it's amazing, you know, but um, the culture is changing, you know, and so I, I love the fact that um, you know, it was just that one area because this brings to bear like so many of us, we can be dominating in these different areas of our life. Maybe right. our body is crushing it right. and, you know, our relationship's good, but we're struggling financially. Like, right. and I, this is why I appreciate you. Like, I want people to know that we can in fact have all of it, Oh yeah, you know, but it's the awareness. You, if you can't see it, you can't be it. I want right. more examples of that. Yeah. So it's powerful. Well, dude, man. I think that, uh, I think the biggest thing to remember is that like the disciplines and the skills to build a successful business are the same ones you're going to build a body or a healthy relationship. So if you have one area that's kind of in check, you, you're really just taking the skills and the ideas and the principles and applying them over here and it works, you know? Um, and I see this in fitness a lot because I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. I see these dudes who are incredibly fit. They're, they're healthy. They're killing it with their fitness, but their financial life is disaster. You know what I mean? They literally dead broke. And they're and they're they're saying, oh, it's okay because I got my body together. It's not okay, bro. It's not okay. You know what I'm saying? It's reality. There's a tendency to to cut corners, right? You know, like when you're struggling because it's a survival mechanism. You tell yourself in our brain. a story, right? You know, yeah, yeah. You're telling yourself, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, I yeah. look in the mirror at 300. And I'm like, ah, it's not that bad, dude. If I had like six beers, I'd do me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling myself the story, you know? So, like, uh, you know, you, dude, I had to come to Jesus with myself and be like, look, man, because even though we're doing, at that time, we were doing about 100 million, um, 
I, even though we were doing this and we were doing, and I was doing all these cool things and gaining popularity with the podcast, I knew, I knew it. I, I cause I look, I'm like, dude, you, you're all, you're going to be limited by your, by your phys- physical state, mm-hmm. you know, if, and not just energy wise, but how people perceive you wise, it's the truth. And people want to say, oh, well, it's all on the inside is what matters. And you know what? That's not true. It's just not true. You know what I'm saying? I was going to be held back and I'm in a fitness industry. If I didn't set an example for what that represent, what's that say about my product, right? How much business was I losing? How much further could I be if I hadn't have got fat? You know what I mean? I could tell you this, whenever I, whenever I did lose the weight and got back in shape, my podcast has grown quadruple, okay? I'm making incredible money speaking, which I wasn't getting before. And you know why? It's because I'm able to deliver a more impactful result because of the way that I deliver, because it goes along with the way I look now. Before, I still delivered with the same presence, but my message and the way I delivered didn't match what was congruency. It didn't yeah. wasn't congruent with the the body it was coming out of, you know, and that was hurting me, and I knew it. And uh, all of those things together, man, like I just had to be real with myself, and I had to be like, dude, <laughs> you're fat, you know. Man, you know what? I was not expecting to hear that. Yeah. You know, it, it being the catalyst for you, and you know, basically the the internet trolling and just like, yeah, I had no well, idea. Dude, I could say like, oh, I don't care what they say, but look, man, let's be real. We're all, We're all human. human. And you hear something enough, you start to question yourself. You know, you hear something enough, you're like, all right, well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it is me. You know what I mean? Because if you're if you're having an issue, the same issue over and over and over and over again with people you don't even know, you're probably the problem. And, and as superficial as it sounds, I'm putting myself on a public stage. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, you know... People will be like, well, the body acceptance is a huge deal right now. Listen, man, I don't buy into that. Not at all. I don't think it's I don't think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? I think when you see these people who are doing uh body acceptance and all this stuff, I, dude, to me, it's it's a cop out. You don't have discipline, you don't love yourself, you really love yourself, you'd be you'd be healthy. You would take because this isn't just about the way you look. This is about being healthy. And you're not healthy when you're hundred pounds overweight and all this. It's just true. You know, and, and, uh, the politically, you know, I'm not very politically correct, but, uh, the politically correct thing is to say, oh, you know, everybody's beautiful and this and that, you know what, it comes down to more than looks, you know, look, I can look at a woman who's got some curves and think, yeah, dude, I mean, come on, you know, I love that, but let's be real. A lot of what we're talking about right now in society is accepted is not healthy. And, you know, and I fell into that category too. I was not healthy, man. I'm crushing it. I'm doing everything that you could be that anybody wants from a from a success, you know, area. Dude, I'm driving Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis. I'm around uh, uh, successful people. I'm flying around on private jets. I'm doing all these crazy things. I'm getting recognized as Entrepreneur of the Year, doing all this crazy stuff. And yet, when I look in the mirror, dude, I'm I know I'm not happy. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't happy. Like I could pretend I was happy. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with that. And you know what? What's more important is I wasn't healthy, man. I've got all these people who depend on me. I've got all these people who who depend on me for their jobs and to drive the company and do this and that. And and even though we were doing well, we're nowhere near where I want to be, even currently. You know, I want to be in the B's, not the M's, you know? And uh, 
and I knew for me to get to the bees, it, things are going to have to change. Wow. And, and, uh, you know, and I'm, if there's body acceptance, people that listen to the show and that's something that you guys talk about, I apologize, but that's just my personal thing, man. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Thank you for the, yeah. for the honesty and that perspective, because, you know, I think that the, anything that marketers screw up a lot of things, yeah, you know, something that has a Everything. good thread to it, yeah. you know, because the idea of body acceptance, the general heart of it is good, like right. accepting right. your body, but it's with the caveat of like, are you healthy? Right. Right. Because we need to move towards that. So I want, and, and also understanding like there's no cookie cutter. Ah, Everybody's dude. different. Look, man, you know what makes people beautiful for real is their uniqueness. I believe that. Like even their flaws, man. That's what makes people who they are. Like, dude, if you, you know, people, like I got these scars on my face and that's a whole nother story, but like we don't have to tell it. But, um, you know, dude, people owning who they are, that's sexy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, convincing people that are not happy that they should be happy is not right. You know what I mean? Because no matter how much you try to put lipstick on it, when they take that lipstick off at the end of the day, they're still going to feel the way that they feel on the inside, which is not healthy. You know, if we're talking about health, that's not healthy. Yeah. You know, since we've been also talking about financial fitness, yeah. um, it's not just about making money. It's also about saving money and being smart right. about your money and your, right. and your investments. And so I want to give a shout out. We were talking about this before the show, the Thrive Market. All right. So Thrive Market, I've been utilizing for years. I was actually the very first podcast to feature them um, as a sponsor. And because I love what they're doing. And so they're literally um, taking like a wholesale kind of concept for premium products, things that you'd buy at your local Whole Foods or health food store. And they're giving them to you at the wholesale price. So I have this jar of coconut oil, organic, uh, extra virgin coconut oil, the same thing I'd buy at Whole Foods for literally like $20 more than so I have like Costco, from Thrive Market. Like Costco for, exactly. for, for quality foods. And, and, and you can get a membership. I can't wait to try them out, and, man. and they've got like, they do specials every month. And man, I'm telling you, like these little flash sales, and I just rack up. This is true story. Like yeah. I get... I get slightly hurt inside when I end up paying full price for something because I didn't buy it from Thrive. Like yeah. I forgot, right? And so this is where we get, you know, uh, a lot of goods like, you know, nut butters and bars from my kids and coconut oil. They've got this fantastic spicy like, mayo. Like uh, like like meats and all that too? They're working on okay. bringing in kind of perishable goods. Okay. Um, you okay. know, things that you, so that, that's the next level. I right. just actually, Mark Hyman, who I mentioned earlier, he's on their board. So he's been working with that. And so this is non, mostly non-perishable stuff, okay. but they've got so much. Yeah. And then also personal care products. So without parabens right. and without all the stuff phylates and, and right. all this crazy stuff, you know, detergents, all this stuff I get from Thrive Market. And I save, you know, so we're talking 25 to 50% off what you pay at Whole Foods. And I still love, love Whole Foods, yeah, no yeah. disrespect, but this Whole is, Foods is intelligent. Whole Foods experience, man. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I get you know? it. And yeah. so I want everybody to make sure you're utilizing Thrive Market. If you're not doing this already, do yourself a favor. Pop over to thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. So that's one word, model health. And they're going to give you, not only are you getting 25 to 50% off the products, all the products that they carry. They've got categories for paleo, keto, uh, vegan, whatever you're looking for. They've got... Uh, things curated for you for easy shopping and you get an additional 25% off your entire first purchase by going to thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. All right. And I believe you're going to get free shipping too. All right. Cause that could be that thing that does it for you. It's like, yeah, I'll spend $300 on stuff, but $5 for shipping. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so you it's can free ship it as well. Man. All right. So everybody yeah. pop over there, check them out. Thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. I promise you're going to love it and become a big fan like I am. And so, man, I want to talk to you because, you know, we're here in St. Louis and it's... Dude, like no BS. I'm like looking to try. I'm looking forward to trying that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, being from St. Louis, we've got some really amazing people here. Like the people in St. Louis are just, you know, uh, just good people. It's a lot of good people. Yeah. But we mentioned at the start of the show, just thinking big because right. it's just our paradigm, you know, right. being able to see something like close that you could touch. You've been right. there for a lot of people, just seeing you, what you've accomplished, but you've done this without a lot of connections, without a lot of people who are doing huge things outside of our paradigm. So what would you say to folks who are just like, I can't do that because I don't have the connections? Man, you know what's funny? Um, I I didn't have any, like, zero connections. You know, St. Louis is a great town, man, and it's, it's salt-of-the-earth people, man, loyal people, people who support their own kind of people, which is why our company, like, if we didn't have St. Louis, we wouldn't even be here because of, they were the first people, they were the first people to criticize me, but they were also the first people to love us. And our company has grown from that love. And I'm forever, like, I love being, you know, from St. Louis, man. Um, I take a lot of pride in it. But I didn't have any connections, man. And so I wasn't familiar with social media at all. This is in 2013 and 14. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, and and I, I saw some dude on social. And I, and I saw that my friend, they were, like, having a conversation, right? This guy's name was Rob Bailey, and uh, he's today he's one of my best friends. But he owned a company called Flagnor Fail, and at the time they were just dominating the internet. They're still are killing it, but they were like it. There was it was before nobody was doing online uh, fashion and clothing, and like dude, just way ahead of the game. And uh, I asked my friend Curtis. I said, um, I said, hey dude, I said, uh, I said, you know that guy? And he's like, yeah. And I was liking what he was doing, right? Yeah. I'm like, this guy's cool. He's like telling how it is he's running his company the right way and i say hey you know this guy he's like yeah i know him and i'm like um will you give me his address and so dude i i knew that to get his attention it was going to have to be something big so i put a palette of our product together and i wrote a note <laughs> and i said hey bro i know you don't know who i am but this, i don't want anything for this i just want you to know that i think what you're doing is cool well i sent it up there uh, you know, it was over the top thing, right? Yeah. Like the whole palette full of stuff, nuts. right? Um, it cost me like five grand, you know, uh, to send to send that and all that. And he he called me up on the phone. He's like, "Dude, I don't know what to, I don't I don't know uh, what to say, man. Like this is nobody's ever done this." And we talked for a few minutes, and he invited us up to uh, his headquarters, and we went to a like a camp that he was putting on as guests, and uh. I just started seeing how he interacted and how he, how he did. And basically like, I would just ask him questions about social media and like, what do you think about this? Or how do you do that? And when we would talk back and forth and, um, dude, I, I really learned a lot about social from him. So I started putting those things into play. Um, I started getting some traction. Right. And then I realized like, Hey dude, what's stopping me from reaching out to whoever, like, so the very next person I re reached out to was Gary V and cause I had read crush it yeah. and I'm like, and Gary had just gotten his internet going then. Like it wasn't like he is now where he's like the number one most influential entrepreneur in the world. 
he had just gotten social going. Like he was on YouTube, but I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to him and I, and, and, uh, you know, I think at that time we were doing right at a hundred and, uh, and I said, Hey, and this is a true story, by the way, I read crush it. I took a lot of the info from it. I went out and applied it and guess what happened? I did very well. So I told him, I said, Hey man, I know you don't know me. My name is Andy. I own these companies. I started here. This is where I'm at now. What changed for me was when I read this book you wrote called crush it. Well, you know, and I just want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and dude, he, you know, I didn't ask for anything. That's the, I think that's a huge thing. Okay. I didn't ask for anything. I was doing it out of real gratitude and, and th those guys knew it. Ring, ring, ring. It's Gary on the phone. Hey bro, I want to meet you fly to New York. Okay. So, um, I fly to New York. I meet with Gary. We have dinner and we become like friendly. Right. Then, uh, <clears throat> you know, my social's growing. I'm continuing to put into play things I've learned and evolve and I've, I've, you know, I'm the kind of person that if you show me the basics, I'll take it to a new level, right? Like, um, if you show me how to do something very basic, I'll be like, okay, I got it. And then I'll run with it. And that's, that's kind of where I, what I did. So my social, my, my Instagram at the time was bigger than Gary's. And when I went to dinner with him and he's like, dude, how'd you do that? And we started talking. I told him how I did it. Well, he took what I told him. He went and ran and now he's 3 million followers. I'm at like 850 or whatever I'm at. So he's crushed it with that. So we developed this, you know, respect and friendly relationship. And uh, he asked me to, uh, when he came out with his Ask Gary V book, he asked me to launch it for him. So we did the launch event at my headquarters. And then after that, man, like, dude, I started meeting, like, mm -hmm. I, I, my level of influence escalated. And, you know, because, dude, when you're doing an event with Gary V, that's kind of like the deal in the business world right now. Um, everybody respects it. And then, so now I don't, it just grew, man. And like, it just yeah. took on a life of its own. And now I've met literally, I mean, everybody there is to meet, you know? And, uh, and it's but been it started cool. with, it started with you giving. Yeah. That's right. You know? That's right. It's gr real gratitude, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not so like, powerful. cause everybody who's at that level, like people, people, Dude, you know, like we were talking before the show, like people send you a lot of stuff. They send me a lot of stuff. And like, dude, a lot of guys will send stuff and then like you, you know, they want you to post it by how they wrote the the note. Like, oh, if you post this, tag me in it or they'll say something weird. It's like, bro, you just guaranteed no matter how cool it is that I'm not posting it because of your intention. You know what I mean? Like, I want to help people to have genuine intention, not people who are trying to get something from me. And so guys at that top level are smart, dude. That's how they got there. So I knew, you know, and I was doing well in business. I just, I didn't, I didn't have social relevance, you know, and I knew that for me to like, um, for me to even get their attention, dude, like I would have to, it would just have to be like, Hey bro, I think, I think you're awesome. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. I didn't put any weight into it. I'm still doing good and I'm going to do good regardless. But, uh, but that's how it happened, man. And so now, you know, like I just spoke at, uh, at Gary's Agent 2021, with it was only me and him and one other guy, Tom Ferry, and I mean that's a huge deal. Uh, and now I'm, you know, dude, I'm, I'm getting paid to speak, 75 grand an hour. So I mean, like, it's gone from like nobody knew who I was to like craziness. Yeah, you because know? that's the thing. It's just like you came out from behind the scenes. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it's just like out of nowhere. But it's yeah. been like all of these years of putting in work. Right. And then you know, having the audacity to, to give. And I think that's important is like, 
to do this without expectation in a way, yeah. you know, to drop the expectation yeah. and just do something good. Lead with lead with value, yeah, lead yeah. with giving. Yeah, and you know what's funny is the guys, all the guys at the top level, that's how it works, man. Like there's no, like I see these dudes who are down there at like the middle level and they're trying to break it to the top level. And it's always like, well, dude, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. It's like this, it's like this tit for tat ledger sheet. And, and the reality is at the top level, you know what I want? I want Gary to win big. You know what I'm saying? You know what Gary wants? Gary wants Andy to be, win big. And I could say that for all of my friends that are, that are, you know, like, dude, I want Sean to crush. You know what I mean? And I know Sean wants me to crush. We talk about Lewis Howe, who's, who, Howe's who's a mutual friend of ours. Do you have any doubt in your mind that Lewis doesn't want you to be the biggest, baddest thing ever? Man, I just today recorded a show. I don't know when it's getting put out, putting out, put it out on this timeline, but I talked about Lewis specifically. Yeah. It just popped into my head. I was giving an example of how not to go about a relationship. An example of somebody in my family, like just yeah. taking advantage of me and right, not right. being there, just calling when they want something right. versus what Lewis does. Like I might not talk to him for a couple of months yeah. and he might reach out because he does want something. He's got a yeah. project coming out, whatever. Yeah. But number one, I know it's of high value. Yeah. And number two, every time he gets a chance, he's doing something to bring That's value right. to my life That's and right. to help me. That's right, man. You know? That's so it's right. like all just and us. Everybody at the top, like, dude, I met some, some awesome guys, uh, like Bedros Koulian and like uh, Dean Graziosi, who's one of probably the most influential success coach behind Tony Robbins that there ever has been. Okay. This dude's like, I mean, dude, he does $200 million a year in courses, you know, in info courses for his, for his products. He's crushing and he has been for 30 years. You know what I mean? This dude's on the phone with me twice a week now because I had him on my podcast, you know, telling me, hey, let's do this. We can do this. We can do that. We can do that. Giving me pointers about how I can improve just because he wants you to win. And I think so many people stay at that lower level and, and the middle level because they they have that scarcity mindset of like, well, if that guy wins, that means I'm going to win less. And that's not true. The truth is, is that if you did, if you want people to win genuinely, not just say it like you know how like some people will say like oh dude I wish the best for him but you know deep down they don't. I'm talking about <laughs> genuinely, genuinely want people to win. This is so funny. The guys yeah. in the studio know our team that I just talked about this. Even their songs about it. You know, yeah. fake people showing fake yeah. love to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's just like not only it's it's there's one thing for people to not. To not cheer you on when you win. Yeah. Another thing is the fake cheer you uh, on. And that's worse. Yeah. That's absolutely. worse. Dude, yeah. the fake cheering on's worse. I'd rather have people be like, F you, dude. <laughs> yeah. You suck. You know, I'd rather have that. But the uh, but yeah, man, you know, you have to be coming from the heart, from the right place. Like, dude, all the people I connect with and the people that, that I've had on my podcast, uh, you know, my good friend Ed Milet, like um, just guys that you know, Bradley, these dudes, they're all super ultra successful guys, but man, we're on the phone with each other, texting back and forth, how we can get better without like saying, Hey, you got to do this for me or that. Like, no, man, we're all, we understand that like, there's plenty for all of us to win yeah. and we get a lot further working together. And so it's like, a, it's just funny that people think that people think that people quote unquote, and like, I'm putting an asterisk next to this because I am nowhere near the top, okay? But people who are making $0 look at me and think I'm at the top. I'm not at the top, okay? I'm like a trillion miles away from what I think my top is. So, but they see people who are at a higher level and they think those guys got to be selfish and they've got to, you know, they got there by, by hurting people and screwing people and this and that. And dude, it's just completely the opposite. And I know 
people hear that and they think that's total BS, but man, it just is. Yeah. And you know? same thing. I just, you mentioned Ed Milet. Uh, he just called me the other day. Yeah. We had a great conversation. He's one of the most successful people walking around that's and right. he's just finding ways that he can help me. That's right. And you know, he, he's just meeting me. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, he knows some of the things that I've been able to accomplish and there's a reciprocity there yeah. and an acknowledgement of, 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 of care and yeah. of passion. Yeah. But I think a big word that I like to use, and I've coined this, I haven't really heard anybody say this, but cooperation, you know, cooperation yeah. where we've, in, in like ways that. we are competing, like but guess what? We're also cooperating yeah. and lifting each other up because I love it. There's when you're a fine one. line be between competition and collaboration because dude, when you want to make a bigger impact, guess what? The guys you compete with, the guys who you respect their competition and who you want to beat are going to be the guys you want to collab with because the impact can be 10 times better. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what we're all really here for. That's right. Like, dude, I just did 10X with Grant Cardone. And, you know, love Grant or hate Grant. Grant puts on the best entrepreneur event in the world, okay? Um, every single person there, I want to destroy when I go on stage, right? Like, I want to go up and be like, dude, you, don't, you shouldn't have even showed up. But you know what? All of us, all of us think that, but all of us are friends. All of us have beers together. All of us take care of each other. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a friendly, it's exactly what you said. It's a friendly, cooperative competition that we all understand that when we work together, we do better. Absolutely, man. I want to ask you about one more thing. Uh, man, this, I, I'm just having a great time, man. Yeah. There's so many insights and just things I'm processing. But I want to talk to you about something that a lot of people struggle with. And this is, and you know this intimately because you were you were in it for years. Mm -hmm. But what about when you've got a goal, you've got a mission, you've got a dream that you're working towards accomplishing and you have a lack of people believing in you? What, how, how can people start to address that? Yeah, man. Uh, I used to get angry about that, right? Like I'd have these ideas and I'd have these dreams and I'd tell people and I could tell they weren't feeling it and it would make me mad. And they'd be like, dude, that guy's a hater. And, and I think I have all these haters. But what I came to realize and after a long time is that I had never given those people any real reason to believe what I was saying, right? Like I wasn't disciplined in other areas of my life. I wasn't doing anything to really show them that I was going to do the things I said I wanted to do. So why, on a logical level, would they believe, right? right? And it wasn't until I started to realize that, like, if I, I had to show them more of myself, I had to show them, like, the work I was doing. And, you know, and, and dude, it feels good to have people believe in you, right? But it's not necessary. And, Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And so um, people tend to not believe in you until you've already started to believe in yourself. Right. And then you don't need them anymore. So that's how it kind of works. Like you don't need them to believe, you know, I had people telling me the same stuff, man. Like, dude, you still got that little vitamin store in Springfield. You know, when are you going to grow up and get a real job? You know, when are you going to start taking life serious? Like I used to hear all that stuff, man. You're such a dreamer, you know, all that stuff that everybody hears. I heard it. And, uh, dude, from people that were like my aunts and uncles, like people that shouldn't have been saying that, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, dude, I think, you know, there's two kinds of people. There's kinds of people that are going to hear that and they're going to fold down and, and there's the kind of person that's going to hear that and they're going to use it as fuel and they're going to do everything they can till the day they die to stuff that sh down other people's throats. And I just happen to be that kind of guy. You know what I mean? So like, just like when, when I was 
when people were calling me fat, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna turn out like the rock and you guys are gonna have to eat words, you know? And that's just how I am. I've always been that way. Um, so if you're not that way, I would try to learn to use the negativity as fuel. And that when the time comes that you don't feel like following through, you don't feel like going to the gym, you don't feel like sending those emails or doing what you need to do, try to remember some of the things that people have said to you that have hurt you and use that as your motivation to go do what you need to do. You see, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. powerful, man. All right. Final question for you. Yeah. What is the model that you're setting with the way that you live your life personally for other people? So what is the example that you're here to set with how you live your life personally? Oh man. I think the main thing I, I think the main thing I was, I was made for is, is to help people understand that they, they are truly limitless and whatever they decide they want to do. And, um, I've done things, you know, crazy things that, you know, like, dude, people have watched me develop a career as a speaker. They've watched our brand on social media go from this tiny little brand to this huge behemoth of a company um, that's going to end up being the biggest company in the world and in, in our space. Um, my main thing that I try to try to let people see is that dude that they can that that they can do any as cheesy as it sounds right dude is that they they are limitless in what they want to do uh whatever it be you know and i try to do the right thing man like i try to teach people that doing the right thing is always is always going to get you further than than trying to like and i think it works for me too man because like my delivery if you listen to my podcast like people when they first listen they're like dude this guy's a jerk like he's crazy but when they listen to what I'm saying and they hear what I'm saying, it's like you said, it's in your face, dude, but it comes from the right place. You know what I'm saying? It comes from a big heart. And so I'm trying to show people that like, dude, you know, you can be aggressive. You can be successful. You can drive Lamborghinis and do the cool stuff you want to do. And you can also be morally good and you can also do good things for people. You, you know, I, I, to be honest, dude, I don't really know the answer to that question yet. If I'm being real, you know, like, what I'm trying to do now is break down the barrier that money is a bad thing and that success is a bad thing and help people understand that it's a great thing and they're obligated to do it if for no other reason than because they got to they gotta take care of people around them they love. And, um, and so that's what I've been focused on, uh, that in the fitness world as well. But, dude, I mean, I, honestly, I think I'm going to do much bigger things than that long term. I just haven't really nailed it down yet. Amazing answer, man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Can you let everybody know where they can connect with you online? Let them know about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Instagram's where I do a lot of my work. Uh, it's at Andy Frisella on Instagram. Um, and then I do some YouTube. It's at Andy Frisella. And then the podcast is called the MF CEO Project. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes. We're on we're on all of them, you know, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, all, everything. We're, we're there. So we shouldn't be too hard to find. We'll be awesome. right up there at the top. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. man. Wait, wait. This has been yeah. just powerful, man. Yeah. I appreciate you immensely. I'm so glad that this is fun, uh, dude. Yeah, that yeah, I have you here good. in the city, man. Yeah, we so haven't talked into about the studio. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I listen. I'm honored, man. Like I know you just don't have anybody on, so it means a lot to me. Oh man, yeah. it's it's mutual, man. So again, thank you, bro. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this, man. I'm telling you, if anybody can really help you to make that shift in your mindset is definitely Andy Frisella. So uh, if this really hits your heart, hits your soul, definitely pop over, check out his podcast. It's one of the best in the country for a reason, like consistently. And he just brings the goods, you know, so make sure to check him out. And I want you to really embrace this lesson today 
about this law, you know, this kind of universal law that's present, whether or not you understand it. And um, it's just, I think today is the opportunity to decide whether or not you're going to use this consciously. What you focus on expands, you know, whether or not you really get it with like, again, quantum theories, uh, string theory, any of that stuff. But just from the sake of your brain, right, this incredible supercomputer you're walking around in your head, whatever you focus on is going to get isolated. Whatever you focus on is going to start to filter out the stuff that you don't want. So are you going to keep focusing on the things that you want? Or are you going to keep focusing on the things that are going to retract and take from your life? All right, because you get to pick. And it's not easy. Let me be clear about this. It's not something that happens overnight, but the awareness trumps everything. So becoming aware of that, making it a practice, get yourself around people that are empowering you and inspiring you on a consistent basis. I think every single day should be tuned into something that really uplifts your spirit and puts you in the right headspace. And preferably even right before you go to bed, you know, whether it's the books you're reading, podcasts, videos, something to really entrain your mind as you drift off each day and probably not be on a computer, right? If you read Sleep Smarter, right? Full disclosure. Podcast, book, that'd be awesome, all right? But to start to reprogram your mind, to start to think bigger than you've ever thought before, all right? Because the only limits that you have are the ones that you're carrying around. So really, again, I appreciate you so much and use this message, like the law of attraction. This is the guy I wanted to talk about it. And I know that this intimately because this has been a part of my life and why I'm here with you guys today, you know? And the people that were in that film are like my friends, you know? It's just so amazing. Like I saw this, but I worked in that direction right? I saw this, I decided exactly what I wanted and I kept working every day in that direction, all right? Just getting a little bit better. And that's what I want you to do as well and use your power for good, all right? We got some incredible guests and show topics coming up for you. It's going to blow your mind. So make sure to stay tuned, take care, have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.